Hello Gator Nation and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Alberti. What's up Florida fans and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators. On today's show, we're going to discuss some Florida football, Florida baseball, and Florida basketball as we recap the Gators' sweep over USF, their loss to Kentucky, and Dan Mullen's press conference on Monday ahead of the start of spring practice next week and we will start things off with Dan Mullen as he addressed the media for over 30 minutes Monday to kick off the week and discuss a number of topics surrounding his team heading into spring practice. We will hit on those today and throughout this week as we get ready but before we get to that we have to touch on the offseason because the players have spent the last couple months with Nick Savage and his strength staff making a ton of gains in the weight room and getting their bodies ready for the 2020 season. Over the weekend you saw some players post pics of how big they've gotten over the last couple months and here's what Dan Mullen had to say about the offseason workouts and the job that Nick Savage has done. We're there a bunch you know our coaches because we do spend a lot of time with our program around the guys but I think it's been a pretty really I mean every, every everything I hear we've in everyone I talk to and how we talk in every part of the program it's been a pretty positive offseason with you know guys I mean we we get around some of the workouts but both on and off the field it's been a pretty positive offseason for our guys with performance in the classroom uh how we've handled things our, our Gator Life program been been real positive and then uh guys getting bigger faster stronger uh you know and then just overall general team attitude's been very positive throughout the offseason and now the Gators are ready to head into spring ball. The first practice will be on Monday, March 16th, and it will be open to the public. And a lot of things that fans will want to see from this team, the new faces, the early enrollees and transfers, and certainly the competition at some key positions. But at the end of the day, Dan Mullen and his staff have their own goals that they want to achieve in the spring. And as he pointed out Monday, spring practice is a learning time for his players. And while the competitive juices are going to be flowing over the next month, the number one priority for the staff this spring is to get the players developed for the fall well I think for everybody I think spring ball really is a it's such a learning time you know I, I view spring ball as head coach I mean we're going to do a lot of competitive things but as a team at the end of spring we're 0 and 0 and all the coach got to remember that you know what I mean making sure we're developing and get our guys developed the way that we need them to be developed um and the team's learning the things it needs to learn going through spring and I, I, I think when you tie all those things together and you get it, we want to come out of spring saying, okay, our team's in a good place moving forward to go into fall. Um, you know, with our developmental, we've created the depth. We have this. These are the guys that are ready that we feel at this point are going to be ready to go and make an impact this fall. Uh, those are all things you have to do to, when you get through spring. And uh, – so it, it is not just, you know, so, you know, you're looking at new faces, you're looking at guys that red shirted, you're looking at last year or guys that, that played limited roles that are going to be in much bigger roles this spring. You're looking at guys that rotated last year that are, are they ready to be a star? Are they more rotator? You know, we're, I, I love to have depth. If we can roll guys through and stay healthy throughout the course of the year, we'll roll through and play a lot of players. So spring's about, really trying to evaluate and push guys and develop guys into being ready to go play and take those reps. You know, I mean, in my idea, you'd love guys, everybody on the roster to be playing, you know, 40 to 45 plays in a game 
a lot of those guys instead of you know a guy getting beat up and injured because he had to play 75 because we didn't have depth at a certain position. Now, one position that everyone will have their eyes on is quarterback, where Kyle Trask returns after taking over as the starter in 2019 following the injury to Felipe Franks. We also saw Emory Jones in the two-quarterback system. He was able to get a lot of playing time as a redshirt freshman. And now we also have the addition of early enrollee Anthony Richardson, who will get plenty of reps and opportunities in spring practice. But 2020 should be all about Kyle Trask. Yes, Emory Jones is going to get more playing time, become more involved in the offense, but we should see Kyle Trask take the next step in his evolution as the starter. And Dan Mullen discussed Monday what that will look like this spring. Um, I, I think there's a big part for him in just the the understanding and management of the offense, you know, of how fast he makes decisions um, and how quick, uh, how fast he makes decisions, how good he makes decisions. I, I think there's so much to that, the decision-making process of the quarterback, uh, of anticipating, know where to go with the ball, make sure, you know, the ability to get us into the right play and really utilize the offense to his advantage. And um, with that, whether it's checking protections, whether it's how you're using snap counts, whether it's uh, how you're throwing guys open and what when you want to take a chance, when you don't want to take a chance, all of those things are the next step progression. After going 10-3 and in year one and then improving with 11 wins in 2019, the expectations are undoubtedly going to be higher for the Florida Gator football team heading into 2020. Dan Mullen knows that. His coaches know that. And most importantly, his players know that. And Dan Mullen was asked on Monday if at some point this spring or this summer or maybe even all the way into fall camp, Will he have to address the external expectations with his players? And I thought it was an interesting answer because he feels like right now, heading into spring football, within the building, the expectations internally are higher than anywhere that they could be on the outside. No, I mean, it's it's not something we even need to deal with right now. You know, it'd be something we deal with of, you know, always dealing with different adversities during the season, whether it's adversity of success or adversity of failures. Both of them bring different adversities to the table. And I, I'll be honest with you, I think expectations within the program have been high since I've been here, Pro probably more so. I think year one, once we started to have success, guys started to, to raise their level of expectation. Last year, we had really high expectations within the team. I think when you add the external part, well, I think that's catching up to where we were internally. And I don't think it's something that really affects you unless we have to, you know, until you get into the season, right? You know, I mean, it's because our guys' expectations are hard, are, are high, I'm sorry, right now. Does that, you know what I'm saying? So I, it's not like our team expectations down here and externally we're up here. Our, our, our internal expectations probably are just as high as the external. And uh, so that's not something we have to really deal with or address at this point. When we come back from this break, we'll recap Florida baseball sweep over USF. You're listening to Locked on Gators, your team every day. Welcome back into the show. The top-ranked Florida baseball team kept it rolling over the weekend with a sweep over USF, moving to 16-0 on the season. And with Alabama's loss on Saturday, the Gators are now the only undefeated team in the country. Certainly something to be proud of to start the 2020 season. They set the school record last week with the 12-0 start, and they showed no signs of slowing down against the Bulls. Tommy Mace and Jack Lefwich looked incredible on the mound Friday and Saturday. And then the Gators snuck out a 2-1 win on Sunday to keep their undefeated record intact. 
And the Gators also got a ton of offense over the weekend, highlighted by Nathan Hickey, who has hit four home runs in consecutive games. Here were the comments from Florida coach Kevin O'Sullivan following their series win over USF as he discusses the offensive explosion that he got from Butler and Nathan Hickey, the pitching that he received from Tommy Mace and Jack Leftwich, and the Gators' undefeated start to the season. I thought we had some really good at-bats the entire day. Uh, we had, I think, five guys with multi-hit games, and... You know, Hickey ran into a ball. Of course, George's been swinging it well. You know, Cal had a nice day offensively, you know, two hits and a homer. So, you know, all in all, it was a really complete game. Jack was outstanding on the mound. He was perfect through six. Probably the long inning there probably affected him a little bit. And um, it got a little bit chilly, you know, you know, right about that time when the sun went down. So, but really pleased with how he bounced back. And defensively, we were outstanding again. So, you know, all in all, it's probably, you know, as a, as a complete game, we played all year long. Jack's such a competitor after the outing he had against Troy. Do you sense he was maybe chomping at the bit to get back out there? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of pride there. Obviously, his line doesn't speak how he threw today. Um, you know, three runs there, you know, in the seventh. But, you know, yeah, I think he's competitive. I think he, he and Tommy, you know, they know the kind of reputation that we have pitching-wise here. And, you know, those are the next two guys in line. And, you know, they expect a lot from themselves. So I was pleased with how Tommy, you know, you know Jack bounced back today from uh, – Let, you know, last week's start. For Nate, where he's gone over the yards, what's, what's he doing well at the plate? Uh, I think it's more of a confidence thing. I mean, he's not mm -hmm. thinking as much, and, you know, I've said it before, he's always hit. So, obviously, he's seen it really well. Um, I think it's just a comfort level, you know, yeah. for the freshman, you know, kind of get the cobwebs out and kind of get comfortable and, you know, maybe not put too much pressure on yourself and, You know, it's, it's obviously starting to come together for him. And how nice was it to see Cal get going? Yeah, I mean, I think I think Jeff just told me he's you know, 0 for 16. Yeah. He hadn't had a hit since fourth game. I didn't realize that. But, you know, he's he's kept his head in the game. And, you know, we're going to need him. And he took a really good round of BP. You kind of tell when guys are feeling good about themselves. I thought his BP before the game was really sharp. And here were the post-game comments Saturday from Jack Leftwich. Now, in his last start against Troy, he gave up six runs and three innings really had a tough outing, and he was chomping at the bit to get back out there against USF, and man, did he look good on Saturday. He pitched six perfect innings, retired the first 18 batters before giving up a hit in the seventh inning and getting pulled out, but he really rebounded in a big way, and it was the type of performance that he needed to have and Kevin O'Sullivan needed to see before the Gators get into this rivalry matchup with FSU and their conference slate. Here's what Jack Leftwich had to say following his perfect six innings where he struck out five batters and had a bounce back performance against the Bulls. How'd you feel coming into this game after last week's start? Yeah, I was kind of, I was excited to get out here again and just like attack and it's easy to like lose confidence after an outing like that, but I was just trying to like still be confident because you need that as a pitcher and I was working on getting the ball down this week and my change up and so it helped this week a lot. Is it nice to have that goal to come out here and play this well and, and accomplish that? Yeah, it's yeah, like because obviously you can get nervous about like doing bad again, and so it was really nice just to. I felt good after the first thing I knew that it was going to be a pretty good day. I just relaxed, and so that's just how I got to be. Really. Did that five run inning from them get you cold? That last inning was like really long, and I didn't want to throw because I hadn't been doing that all game, so I just kept doing the same thing. And then in hindsight, I should have thrown because then when I got out there, I was kind of like cold. So, so you seem to like the. Uh the bunt I think it was like a fourth inning yeah that was kind of stupid that was cheap they if they're not going to hit it like why bunt and then I got the kid out and I said something to him so it was fine but yeah it was kind of weird <laughs> anything we can print or no <laughs> <laughs> and then when Sully came out it seemed like you, you wanted you wanted to finish that inning 
Yeah, I wanted to finish it, but because uh, my pitch count was good, but I had mm-hmm. my finger kind of cut. It wasn't. It's not my blister. It was just my nail, and mm-hmm. so on the sliders. So I was like kind of bleeding on the ball. So it was good to. He knew that my finger was kind of bugging me, but it was fine. I could have pitched. I could have kept pitching, and I kind of wish I did. I just like that last inning. Yeah, it kind of like just got quick on me. So I, I wish I could have finished it. Did you change up the way you grip anything after last year? Everything Yeah, I have a new slider. Mm-hmm. But the, what happened last year was. Second week of the year versus Miami, I changed my grip, and that's what caused the really bad blister. Right. So I don't throw that anymore. Okay. But I've, but uh, over summer ball, I changed different slider, and so that's the only thing. But it was just I didn't cut my nail. I cut my nail too short, so it's not bad. It was just grow. Supposed to be eighty five next Saturday. That's good. I like. Yeah, I <laughs> prefer like dripping sweat. It's been. It was hot this week, and I was like, nice, because last week was kind of cold, and I was excited. And then I looked at the weather for Friday and Saturday, and it was cold, and I was like, as if it would be on the field team. It's really cool. Uh, last year kind of was hard for our team, and my freshman year we were like this, like number one for the whole time, basically. And it's just more fun when you win, obviously. And we just keep playing like you guys, this. You guys seem pissed off, like like you're almost like taking out last year on every team. Like you're yeah, playing. no, that's a good. Even when we're up by a lot, like we're always in the game, and that's that's been the thing. Is like the dugouts always into it, and they'll get onto us if it's not in it. And it's just better. Like everyone's in the game like that. And even after Friday, so I was kind of talking about how we like. We scored those runs, and then we kind of sat down a little bit and, like, didn't score for a few innings. And we just got to keep, like, our foot on the gas, which is good. And I think that team has that. And we, like, it's fun to, like, beat people by a lot. So, yeah. And here were some comments from junior utility man Jordan Butler, who also hit a home run against the Bulls. He and Hickey both went yard on Saturday and put that game out of reach. And he discussed how things have been clicking for him and his teammates at the plate, Florida's undefeated start to the season, and their mindset heading into SEC play. It's awesome. I mean, when your whole lineup's collectively hitting, there's no better feeling than that when you guys are all rolling together. So, no, it was good. I think we're just going to keep going from there. And then you guys had two, three run innings, and then you come out, and you and uh, uh, Nathan both hit homers. It was awesome. I mean, it was almost like a replay of, uh, what was it, Wednesday night when we both hit home runs. So, yeah, it was awesome. I mean, hitting home runs always fun, so. You've kind of been on the roll lately. Have you seen the ball really well right now? I mean, I'm just trying to go up there and get my pitch and get my job done. So it makes it a big point of just going up there and getting your job done. That's what I'm trying to do right now. Um, I just stayed with it all, every year I've been here, just taking it seriously and BP or whatever, just in the cage with my cage work and whatever. So I had a good fall, good spring. and He just put me in the lineup and I performed, so I'm just going to try to keep rolling. You guys are the last undefeated team. What does that mean to you guys? <laughs> I mean, we're about to start SEC play, so I mean, obviously it's nice to have never lost, but we try to keep, we gotta stay humble because SEC is tough. So I try to keep rolling. Jack was really sharp out yeah. there, and, and really some stellar defense played. Mm-hmm. That's just that's what we expect out of Jack. He's he's amazing. I mean, I've lived with him for three years now. He's the hardest working kid I know. So. Um, we expect that out of him every weekend. I think he's going to keep producing for us. How much was he bothered by his last start and wanted to come out and bounce back? No, we, he kind of has a mentality of just flushing it, getting yeah. over it, and then just going back out there. Everyone knows he's good, so, yeah. I mean, that happens when you have a bad outing. So sure. don't think about it too much. Just go out there the next time and be good. When we come back from this last break, we'll recap Florida's loss to Kentucky. You're listening to Locked on Gators, your team every day. 
Welcome back into the show. The Florida basketball team suffered another loss to Kentucky on Saturday, and this one happened in the worst way. The Gators blew an 18-point second-half lead. Kentucky didn't lead the entire game until the last 11 seconds, but that's all that mattered as they pull out a 71-70 victory to finish 25-6 and on the season. The Gators finished 19 and 12, 11 and 7 in the SEC, and just a really disappointing way for this team to end the season. They played great from the start, scored 40 points in the first half, but Kentucky turned it around in the second. The Gators lost Kerry Blackshear for the game, and they really were never able to recover from his departure. Kentucky's Nick Richards absolutely dominated in the second half. He finished with 19 points, and Omar Payne, who stepped in for Kerry Blackshear, had no shot trying to guard him down low. Emmanuel quickly also made some big baskets for UK, and Florida just didn't have anyone late in the game who could step up and make a shot. Florida had some terrible possessions on both ends of the floor, and just not the way that you want to go out heading into March in the SEC tournament. Here's what Mike White had to say after the game about how the Gators blew an 18-point lead. Yeah, I don't feel good about much right now, honestly. That, that, that was a real tough one for us. I don't know what we were up. We were up big, right? I mean, we just – oh, my goodness. Um, they made huge plays, man. Sestino on the offensive glass. Brooks steps up, hits two big threes. Uh, they're shorthanded. They were fantastic. You know, quickly fouls out. You know, we, we had every opportunity. We just – we didn't take advantage. They, they were terrific down the stretch. They buckled down in the second half. KJ's, we play through them a lot, of course, but we, we had opportunities. We just, you know, we had, we talk about toughness defensively. Sometimes toughness, too, is just stepping up and, and making a timely shot. Or um, we had a couple offensive rebounds in our hands, too, that are right there, and, and we just got them snatched out of our hands. And um, they, they were just, they were tougher than we were down the stretch. Now, this basketball team has experienced so many highs and lows throughout the season, but I think Saturday was the lowest point. They really wanted to get this W at home, beating a top 10 team right before they head to Nashville. And now they have to pick up the pieces. They got to try and find some confidence, which is going to be really hard for them to do, especially if they don't have Kerry Blackshear. Here's what Mike White had to say about his message to the team in the locker room following Saturday's loss. Very disappointing the way that... Um that we defended and rebounded down the stretch. We've got to put it behind us. Um, we've struggled with it at different times throughout the year. Defensively, we have struggled to get everyone in, in the locker room on the same page in, in terms of uh, buy-in, pride, toughness, the, the overall level of importance uh, of each possession. Um, but we got next week to see if we can figure it out. I thought we did tonight in the first 20 minutes. I would say 16 of the 20 minutes, we were pretty good defensively. Uh, I know they didn't have a guy, and Hagens, of course, who's really good. But in the second half, we, we didn't have many great defensive possessions. And we're not going to do a lot of damage in Nashville if that doesn't change. And so that was my message. Here we are, you know, postseason's around the corner. Um, don't have much time left to figure this thing out to see if we can um, – replicate a couple games that we've had in Athens, you know, at home versus Auburn um, tonight for 20.
And just a nightmare scenario for Kerry Blackshear on senior day. The Gators lose to Kentucky. He leaves the game with an injury, and he's not able to finish his last game in the O-Dome on the floor and had to sit back and watch as the Gators blew an 18-point lead. We'll see what happens with him moving forward. The Gators confirmed on Monday that he has a sprained wrist and is questionable for Thursday's SEC tournament game. Here's what Mike White had to say Saturday about his injury status and how tough it was to see him go down against the Wildcats. But I'm just being honest. Uh, I was told at halftime that uh, Duke thought it was a sprain um, of the wrist. He thought it was at the time. That's not official. That's just what he thought. Uh, so I guess we'll see uh, here soon. I, KJ's one of the tougher guys. He's definitely as tough as anyone on our team, one of the tougher guys I've coached has not missed a practice all year and uh, has battled different things, including illness at times, and won't take a rep off. So when he walked over to the sideline a couple minutes into the second half and said, I can't go, I knew it must have been really hurting him. Just feel bad for him. I mean, I would have liked to have seen it end uh, in a more positive manner for, obviously, his teammates, but, but he especially. And um, just tough for him. Hopefully he can play next week. Now, it wasn't all completely negative for the Gators on Saturday. Freshman Scotty Lewis set a new career high with 19 points. I thought Scotty was very good and um, continues to learn, especially um, off of the ball defensively. But his energy level defensively, you can never question. And so that gives him a chance night in and night out. And that's why he's improving. He, uh, he just plays with a crazy motor. Um, Yet, when the ball's in his hands, again, it's slowing for him a little bit. Thought he made good decisions, played within himself. Um, I thought he was really good tonight. He really raised his game against the Wildcats and has really stepped into a huge role with this team. He played for over 36 minutes against Kentucky, and he addressed the media afterwards to discuss his career-high performance, what went wrong against the Wildcats, and how the Gators can regroup heading into the SEC tournament. Um, it wasn't good at all. You know, they did the same thing. They ran the same exact play every single time down. Um, you know, if you're going to be a high level basketball player, you need to be able to adjust and kind of just do what you're told. Coach White told us exactly what they were going to do, and they continuously did it. Um, so, you know, Nick had a phenomenal last 12 minutes of the game, and we continued to foul him. Foul him and our guards, including myself, didn't rebound down, and we didn't rebound the ball rather than have second chance shots. Um, stuff that, you know, he talks to us every day, so that's a loss on us. Even without KJ, they're a beatable team. We should have beat them both times. Um, not saying that they're not super talented. Obviously, they do a lot of things really well. Uh, coach Calipari does a lot of things really well with his team. And he, he's a great coach. You know, he made adjustments um, to what we did, and uh, we tried to make adjustments as well. They just executed their stuff better. Does this loss hurt more than maybe a few others do, considering that you had the 18-point lead at senior day? And I mean, for sure. I'm definitely hurt for KJ. He's a senior night, and he wasn't able to play. Um, I think he's hard on himself uh, more than most players, and definitely him not playing and kind of sitting out kind of hurts him even more. Um, I'm not sure how Coach Wright would want us to show that aggression of us being mad after a game. I'm pretty sure we're down to ourselves. Um, but, you know, we, we know we got another game, and uh, we got to come to the conclusion that one day we're not going to have games. So we got to treat every game like it's our last, and uh, uh, maybe that's what he's trying to attest to. After the progress you guys have made this season, uh, I mean, do you guys feel like you were – past a game like this? Uh, we just lost discipline in the second half. You know, not rebounding down, not really rebounding in, in, in general defensively. All the things that we did great in the first half, we kind of lost it in, in the second half. And 
um, that's definitely a regression and, you know, um, kind of reverting back to what we were doing earlier on in the season. That's just not us. We know how good we can be. Our staff knows how good we can be. It's up to us to go out there and do it. That'll do it for the latest edition of Locked on Gators. On today's show, we hit the trifecta with football, baseball, and basketball. On tomorrow's show, we'll discuss some Florida football recruiting with Joseph Hastings from GatorsTerritory.com as we recap Junior Day. That wraps up the latest edition of Locked on Gators. Now tell your smartphone to play the most recent episode of Locked on SEC. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow.